Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest Riker. Obviously, the season is still off the go, and there's some speculation whether the NBA will return this season, and we just debated whether the break will be a positive or negative for the Raptors if it were to return, but a lot of people, especially in the comment section, were skeptical, and we are as well, if it will even return at all, but there's one positive that certainly goes in the Raptors' favor if the season does not return, and it's the coveted free agent Giannis Antetokounmpo. For the past, I feel like, four or five seasons, we've been talking about Giannis possibly becoming a Toronto Raptor. We've made videos on it in the past with his relationship with Masai Ujiri and just a lot of ties that he has to the Raptors team. And we can link some of the videos in the description. But, Riker, why is this such a this break? And if the season doesn't go ahead, why is this so important for the Toronto Raptors in their pursuit of Giannis Antetokounmpo? Well, Ben, you can tell us why it's important, but me, cue dramatic music, dun dun dun, and it might be a negative because honestly, we're hinging a lot of our ability for Giannis to entertain the possibility of leaving the Bucks in free agency to their inability as a team to have any success in the playoffs, right? But if the playoffs mm. don't even happen. What is your train of thought in saying, well, you know, I'm going to leave this team, right? You're not you're not making that decision based on whether or not you're actually able to get success with a certain franchise if the possibility for even contending for a championship doesn't exist, Ben. So I think, you know, you go ahead and make your arguments about how it could be a positive. Also, there's going to be a caveat. We'll have to have a full breakdown video, Ben, on what is actually going to happen with the free agency situation, how it's going to play out if the season is extended into the summer. What will, how will that affect free agency signings and everything? But just in terms of us focusing in on Giannis, I, I think that there's a good argument to be had in both directions, Ben. So you think it's a positive. What, what, makes, what, what brings your head to that decision there? Well, Riker, Giannis has come out and said he's willing to stay with the Bucks as long as they're winning, as long as they're having success in the playoffs. And you brought it up. The, the, the Bucks had a really good regular season this year, and it looked like they were going to have a very strong playoffs. They were favored in the Eastern Conference. We still think the Raptors, assuming we're healthy, could have an edge and a, a possibility of knocking them out. But this, you know, if the playoffs don't go ahead and we just go straight to the offseason, there's, there's no proof of concept for Giannis because they had the first seed last year. They, they, had a, they had a remarkable year last year, and they ended up losing in the conference finals last season. If they don't get a chance to play in the playoffs this year and you know go forward and have some success and show Giannis that they can have success in the playoffs, he, they only have really one season left to prove to Giannis, hey, we can be a finals contending team. Where, you know, Mike Budnoser has struggled in the past in the playoffs, even with those 60-win Atlanta Hawks teams. There, there's no proof of concept right now for Giannis that, hey, we, I, I can win in the playoffs in Milwaukee. There, there's proof that he, he's shown that he can have success in the regular season and have strong teams. But he's a guy that has come out and said he'll stay in Milwaukee as long as he's having success, as long as he's you know, the team is championship caliber. And this was a real testing season to for Giannis to see, hey, can this can this franchise really put together a roster and make things work around me? And the the fact that that might not be able to happen, and this is the summer he can potentially sign that Supermax, we might see Giannis possibly turn down that Supermax due to that uncertainty. And then if there's only, if there's only one season left and the Bucks only have to struggle in one postseason, then that could be a huge amplifier for Giannis wanting to leave. And the Raptors have been known as the number one option for outside of Milwaukee in terms of getting Giannis when he becomes a free agent. 
Well, it's absolutely true, Ben, and I'm going to refer, uh, deflect back to my opening statement, so to say, that really, if he's being offered a Supermax contract, and the only reason that he would sway is that, and again, this is assuming that he's willing to turn down a lot of money, right? More money than any other team could offer him. I know you, you made the point, you raised the point that he's willing to entertain other offers, but if, if, if he's just basing his opinion on whether or not they have the ability to be a winning team, but you haven't even been able to test that, I'd be hard-pressed to, for him to, to, to be willing to step away from what is looking like the odds-on favorite this season to win a championship, and they have all of their key roster players locked down in at least a two-year contract from now out on out. Chris Middleton being the longest, but then also key guys like Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, um, Da Vincio, uh, there's a bunch of guys. I, honestly, uh, I'm not that worried about the Bucks as an overall team. And what we have saw in the few games, even though the Raptors have lost against the Bucks, is that I think there actually is a really real possibility that in coming, playing against them in the playoffs, I think you could definitely see a repeat of what happened in the previous season and that once you clamp or lock down Giannis, however possible one might argue that is, really the rest of the team struggles right, to, to, to pull them together. But I think the thing is that... I'm sort of resting my thoughts on is as a player, as an individual, if you're saying you're only going to leave if they're not demonstrating to you that they can win, but you're in the most winning most situation possible right now, and then the ability to even play in the playoffs is taken from you, are you, you know, what is the repercussions as a player if you then decide to walk away? You know, especially with everything that happened with Kevin Durant and the manner that some players leave their teams, he seems to be a guy that kind of cares about the fan base and. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that front. That's fair, but no, no one really expected Kevin Durant to do something like that either before it happened. People, people kind of looked at Kevin Durant in the same vein they do Giannis right now. So that that might be kind of a parallel for him leaving. But the, my point well, then, is, that's the question. Before you even get into it, are the Bucks expecting that he might walk away? Like obviously, as Raptors fans, we have these high hopes, and I guess as any other team around the league, you'd also hope that you could snag him in free agency, being you know, one of the best players in the NBA right now, if not the number one or number two player. Do the Bucks think that there's any chance that he could leave? I think, well, when you look at Bucks Red and the, the fan base, I think they, they believe he's going to stay. Obviously, they have a solid roster and all that. But the things that have come out about Giannis, he's been pretty consistent. He said he's not in, thinking about any of that right now. He wants to be in a winning situation, and he's alluding to the playoffs. He was frustrated when he lost in the what, Eastern Conference Finals last year. And not not with the franchise specifically, but he he doesn't want to be in a losing space. And yes, they they've been phenomenal in the regular regular season this year. But if he doesn't test out, if that's his number one priority by far, and if it's money, and that's what he's alluded to. So I'm going off under that assumption. And I, it's fair for people to make the argument that hey, it's really tough for him to turn down super max money. That that that's a tough thing for someone to do. So I'm going to concede that argument. But assuming winning is his number one option or his number one decision-making factor, then it's going to be tough for him to lock in five or six years with the Milwaukee Bucks if he's unsure that he can get get it done in the playoffs there because there's been no proof of concept. And this year the this year was the really the testing year, testing out the waters to see if they can make the finals in Milwaukee to you know sign that contract. And now, as, as it's brought up, people were saying that if Giannis doesn't pick up that Supermax option, the Bucks are going to be, I think Brian Windhorst said that a couple months back. I remember hearing that. That might be a missed 
don't directly quote me on that, but I believe if you know, there's going to be some speculation if he doesn't sign that super max contract, the Bucks will be wary. They and obviously it's different circumstances considering they didn't get a chance to play in the playoffs. But if he doesn't sign that super max, they have one year to prove to him that they can win in the playoffs. And if that doesn't work out, then. I could, I could see him potentially moving. That's the biggest reason I could see him moving. And, Riker, one big thing, too, because you and I, and obviously we're Raptors homers, so to speak. We we believe in the Raptors maybe more so than the average fan or something like that. But the Raptors are the team that we kind of expect to beat the Bucks if the Bucks are going to lose. We we think they have the highest, per, you know, the highest chance out of the Celtics, the Sixers, the Heat, all these other teams. If we can kind of not have if the bucks cannot get a playoff series when not make a finals appearance and we don't have to be the team to beat them because maybe it will be a bad look for Giannis to go to the team that's knocked him out three or four years at that point but if you know this is all, another factor that is positive for the raptors and potentially recruiting Giannis not being the team that has prevented him from going to the finals of the season yeah no i absolutely and we've highlighted the reasons maybe we can link the video or something like that in the comment section below for those that haven't read it but um, there is a bunch of reasons including his relationship with Masayu Jerry, um, Toronto's winning culture, some of the players that you could put around Giannis that are still really young that you'd have a lot of years left to sort of play them through there's a lot of reasons we broke it down I think really well you know we're touting our own horn here but I think we broke it down really well in the video that we made uh, on the Giannis situation but Ben I guess we're circling back to now the question what would it take to land Giannis in the free agency and we're looking what was when we opened the discussion initially two years from now we're kind of encroaching in on it being only one year in the future and we have that expiring contract of Marcus All, Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Hollis Jefferson who's not really that critical I guess you could say um, well, not not that expensive. Not that expensive, yeah, yeah. But he's he's not a big. And the issue is, we you know, mm-hmm. do we want to keep around our bigs? Do we want to lose them? I think you know you're willing to sacrifice bigs if you know you're going to get in return Giannis and you already have Pascal Siakam. But like I said, we have a lot of expiring contracts that are we have to max out Fred for the most part, or he's going to get swooped up, right? We we've already been paying uh, Norman Powell, so we don't have a lot of cap space, especially to sign a max player. What would it take? What are we? What kind of chess pieces are we playing here in order to be in that conversation if he doesn't sign a supermax with the Bucks? Well, we we do have the cap space in twenty twenty one. We have all these expirings happening. This Assuming season, we don't season. resign our guys, though, Ben. Yep, 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 for sure. So this is the risk because I think in our last video, and obviously that was really early in the season. I think Norm was struggling, but. Fred Van Vliet has amped his play up to a whole nother level this season, and he's going to be getting, as you mentioned, around a max contract, and I think the, the smart move is to bring, bra- bring back Fred Van Vliet, even if it compromises some of the cap space in 2021. I think he's a player you have to bring back, but one of the guys that we sort of wrote off is Norman Powell, and he's been getting paid $10, $11 million now for the past couple seasons, and he has a player option in that 2021-22 season, and we we were consensus that the way Norm was playing, he was going to pick up that option. He was going to pick up that $11 million, and we'll just have to take that cap hit. And right now, that would be an absolute bargain for the Toronto Raptors if he were willing to pick up that $11 million cap hit. He, he's been averaging like 20 points per game in 2020. Uh, he, he's amped up his scoring, his playmaking, his efficiency, just not, not turning over the ball this season. He, he's just became the player I've been hoping he'd become for the past three or four seasons. He's just been an absolute beast. What 
we might have to decide between Fred Van Vliet and Norman Powell, and that's going to be a tough decision because they might get paid differently. Obviously, they provide different things, bring different things to the table. Maybe different teams are interested in them. Obviously, we have Kyle Lowry at point guard. Norm is more of a natural two, but obviously Fred has been the guy closing the games. These are some decisions that have to be made, and but if we I- sign both of them to big contracts, that might be something that you know might prevent Giannis from coming to the Raptors. So do yeah, you... but the 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 player the Norman Powell player option wouldn't affect us signing Giannis. It would affect our ability to re-sign Norman Powell if he declines the option because that expires one year yeah, after we exactly. land him, right? No, yeah. Be well, the same I'm year. saying that we we thought that he'd pick it up considering he was playing poorly. So we just put that into the cap it, but now he's going to get paid even more if we want to keep him on the Raptors. But I think the issue is, you know, if we're arguing that Giannis wants to go to a team that has a winning potential and we don't re-sign some of our crucial guys and our team mm-hmm. doesn't have success in the regular season or make a deep playoff push next season, we lose a lot of our argument as towards why Giannis would be tempted to come to the Toronto Raptors. So I think if I'm looking just at the, the salaries right now, I would say we're playing most of our season without Marcus All, anyways, due to injuries. Say what you want about Serge Ibaka, but really, I don't think that we can just pick up, you know, I don't think we can get rid of two of our critical bigs that helped us win a championship and then replace that with an equally as important big that can help us with a big playoff push. I think we need to pick one of those guys. It makes sense to keep Mark, or sorry, Serge Ibaka around. You pay Fred Van Vliet with that salary that you've sort of given up from letting go Marcus all, and then now you just need to make it work with some other sort of contract adjustment. And then that's where I'm looking at, well, well, what do we do? And then you're right. The conversation comes to, is Norma Powell a guy that we want to keep on? Um, You know, how can we sort of manage the rest of our contracts that we have? How deep into our luxury tax can we go? Um, It's an interesting conversation to have, Ben, because I really think we we need to have success next season as well, more than the Bucs if we want to have a shot. And that's, that's also happening after he needs to turn down a Supermax contract offer this summer. That's facts, because this season, obviously, just to list them off, Gasol and Ibaka are expiring, Fred's expiring, uh, Boucher and Miller, Malcolm Miller, Rondé, they're all off the books this year. So if we want to bring back those guys, they have to be paid immediately. Then after, And then after 2021, the season that Giannis is a free agent, we have guys, even guys like Terrence Davis is a free agent, OG Ananobi's a free agent who... A 3 and D wing that plays the defense the level he does and has improved three-point shooting, he's going to get paid as well. Uh, Norm is, uh, Norm will likely be off the books at that point. Lowry will be off the books at that point. So it's these are guys that I think a lot of Raptors fans want to bring back. I myself include, and ideally we just be able to insert Giannis in with all this core group of guys, but that'll be tough making the money work. Riker, it's it's going to be tough decisions because if we say, hey, Serge, take this one-year deal, uh, maybe he doesn't accept that as he's getting older. He's 30, 30 years old now. You know, and if we want to bring back Gasol, maybe these guys want more stability, more long-term money. Obviously, Fred is going to want that dollar value. So we're going to have to commit to some of these players before we know that Giannis is for sure coming. And should we hedge our bets that, you know, it, and that, you know, does Masai Ujiri say, hey, we're going to go all out and make a bet and maybe give up some of our talent to, in the hopes that Giannis comes and fills that void? Or do we say, hey, it, it's a long shot that he comes in the first place? We, we keep these players now. And that's 
been the been the talk that we've been debating and things have changed over time obviously as players have gotten better some players have regressed the different contract situations happened I know 2021 was a big topic of discussion for Lowry's contract and he ended up just taking a one-year 30 million dollar extension and then probably seeing what happens in 2021 but there there's a lot of things to take into account and uh, I've come to the same conclusion seemingly every time. I trust Masai Ujiri's not going to do anything stupid. I think he's going to keep us talented in twenty, in the season of 2020 and 2021, and he's not going to sacrifice the Raptors' future on a a New York Knicks-esque no, can't. bet. Where you they, can't. You know, l- yeah. But there's a lot of moving parts, Ben, and I haven't really flushed out the numbers because I'm sort of thinking as we talk, and I'm just looking here at the salaries. And just really quickly, what I kind of see happening is, you know, we have two bigs. If we do land Giannis, we're fine. We're comfortable having him as uh, the front court, um, the front court bat. One of the Siakam. bigs, yeah, him and Siakam. We'd probably let Marcus all walk. Let Serge Ibaka come off the bench, um, being our sort of veteran big. Kyle Lowry. We could like start Serge too. We could start Giannis and then Siakam at the three. Maybe OG. But that, I'd like that, to. I'd like to have one. a. I'd like to have a legitimate big coming off the bench. So this is what I'm saying. You let Marcus all walk now. You you extend Serge Ibaka. Hopefully on same contract as what he has. Maybe a bit reduced. Kyle Lowry, you want him back in sort of a legacy position after the 2021 season, so hopefully he'll stay on a on a on a reduced contract. Norman Powell, you sort of look at that when the when the situation comes. Fred VanVleet, you give him whatever money he wants because he's the future of the point guard position. Patrick McCall, you let him walk. Stanley Johnson, he's already gone. Rondé Hollis Jefferson, maybe you can keep him around on a smaller contract. Pascal Siakam's already locked in. And then the big issue for me comes with OG Ananobi because with his actual productivity, I get that he's a he's a a wing D guy, he's a big size body, but he is pretty much the same position as Giannis and Siakam to an extent that he's long, defensive, an attacker, um, just not as polished as those two. But being on the points per game that he has, I wouldn't, he's not the guy that you want to pay to keep around. You know, you can, you can get a good defensive guy that only gives you five points per game that doesn't have as much upside as OG Ananobi that you don't have to pay as much. So that's the one guy that I would look to as a real will we keep him around or will we keep him in, or n- will we keep him around or not in the argument of we kind of want to keep our roster as is. So that's just sort of my thoughts off the cuff um Ben because this is, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And there's like I said so many moving parts. So stuff to keep. Yeah. Well to the, the OG is a big one and he has fortunately we have him under contract for next year as well. So we have a full another season to evaluate sort of where he is at. But Riker, just imagine the defensive lineup of a guy like either Fred or Larry Appoint, a feisty point guard that we've seen both of them be, you know, almost all defense level point guards in terms of guarding people down low and around the perimeter and just taking charges and that. So let's just say Kyle Lowry, OG Ananobi, uh, Pascal Siakam, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Serge Ibaka. Imagine that defensive lineup on the court. That would be the the most suffocating defense of all time, in my opinion. Huh. It, you know, it would be up there. It would be up there and running, Ben. It would. Uh, I don't know. That would be some. It would be a spectacle to see for sure. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to keep all the guys around. I'm. I have trust in Masai and whatever decisions he's make he makes, and he probably knows more about the situation. Well, he definitely knows more about the situation <laughs> than the average person. <laughs> yeah, like the insides of whether Giannis is going to come or not, and it it's positive. I think that the the 
the Bucks don't have a chance to make the finals this year, and Giannis can have a surefire reason to sign that Supermax. I think that's a positive for the Raptors this year. And, you know, it's we prob- we have the best chances yet, I think, with this, the p- playoffs not potentially happening and getting them. I think it's only increased the odds, but it's going to be a lot of moving parts. A lot of interesting things have to play out, and it's a good thing we have a, a good captain of the ship to manage these tides and potentially land a prize like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Absolutely, Ben. Work. Well, I, I <laughs> thought I had something, but that's it. We've, uh, it it's, it's a conversation we're going to obviously continue to have. And now that we're back up and running with the podcast, Ben, I'm, I, I, lots of stuff is going to come up for sure. For sure. Well, you guys are the best to make it this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Riker, have, have any last words? Mm, stay inside. Buy lots of toilet paper. <laughs> Cheers. Don't buy lots of toilet paper. People Hoard are, the toilet paper. That. Hoard it all. <laughs> Steal it. That's tough. <laughs> Take reasonable amounts of toilet paper, everyone. Cheers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>